Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. podcast starts now wow 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 what is up everyone around the globe from the usa to the west coast of the usa my words are for you and let me be the first to say tgif (laughs) and i know we've said this before but it's actually impossible to feel the sense that it's a friday unless it's friday where you are even if you're listening to your favorite podcast but i still want everyone to try as hard as they possibly can even if it's just a little corner of their brain that can just relax a little bit and pretend that you're about to go to a friday happy hour yeah for you you can say it's tuesday i'm in a bad mood but sam and george well they are having a friday yeah george how is your friday afternoon feeling um you know, I'd be lying if I said good. <laughs> yeah, you kind of woke up on one. I did. I woke I did, up on. I tried one. to take a nap today, and I was getting seventeen text messages from you. All... Well, you know, <laughs> you know. Sometimes I would say that. Uh, um, I would say that I often text you instead of journaling, which mm. I don't think is necessarily a good quality that I have. But sometimes it, I, I will literally, I will maybe text you, you know, six very angry things in a row, and I'll be like, oh. <laughs> Well, now I feel better. It's time to make a sandwich. (laughs) And I'm like, now that's on you. Until you respond, you can sort of carry that weight. How does it feel to be on the receiving end of that? And by the way, just for anyone listening, it's not, I'm not angry at Sam. I, there are things I'm angry about and I figure, well, I'll punt them to Sam. Well, I mean, in this political climate, how could he not be angry? How, listen, (laughs) I wake up every day and just like you, I read the New York times morning briefing and I'm fuming. (laughs) Um, well for me, it felt like I actually, so I was trying to take a nap and it was all right. This... We get it. You were trying to take a nap. I'm sorry I texted you. <laughs> and, you know, I just hear buzz, 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 buzz. Mm-hmm. And I'm ignoring it because I'm I'm really I focused see. on my my job. Yeah. Um. And then 
uh, there was a moment where I was like, okay, at this point, I'm just some, I'm getting like a lot of texts and I thought it was multiple people totally, to have it be it all from me. you was really jarring. Um, <laughs> and then it also was this thing where I was like, okay, well, you know, that thing where you want to put your phone on, do not disturb, but now it feels like I'm literally being like, George, shut the fuck up. Totally, It feels totally. very pointed in a way that is impolite I find, right. but I don't know how to like. I wish there was a quieter do not disturb where it doesn't put the mm-hmm. little symbol that's like Sam is not receiving text now because you know he was receiving text 30 seconds ago and now yeah. that he saw all mine he doesn't really feel like it anymore. Well, the do not disturb thing, I mean, this goes back to the fact that obviously we are all being controlled by, I would say, approximately three different tech CEOs. And the fact that we can't further, we are led to believe that we have all this power over how we personalize our technology, but there's no way for you to put your phone on do not disturb without me being notified. That's insane. (laughs) That's crazy. I mean, it's like how you can't do away messages. It's like, so this is a technology we figured out literally decades ago, but we're not allowed to do it now because if we did, then we would be on our phones less. And Mark Zuckerberg would make less money. Yeah. How about you publish that New York Times daily briefing? They're afraid. They're afraid. You know what the New York Times did publish this week, actually, which I really wanted to talk about? Um, Okay. So I promise I'm going somewhere with this. You know the meme that's like, men think about the Roman Empire, okay? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Everyone knows it. Ha, ha, ha. Hilarious. Okay. So the New York Times, I swear to God, in the art section of the New York Times, published an article that's like, what do women think about? (laughs) <laughs> I saw that. I almost clicked it. It's actually crazy. <laughs> what was it? What was the Because answer? we've now gotten to a point where it's almost like there's no delineating between something that is a humor that is humor writing and something that is not humor writing in the way that actually makes it almost misinformation. Because it's like when I read something in the art section of the New York Times where I expect it to be like a review of a new retrospective of some artist at MoMA and instead I'm reading that someone is sort of like cheekily referring to an online meme I'm like well now suddenly I'm a Republican and it's your fault <laughs> I hate when they turn that you shouldn't be in the arts like at the very least put it in the style section sure but mostly don't put it in the New York Times yeah well yeah I fully agree and also I just want to say I saw someone tweet about this but it is like the way that we're like gender doesn't exist anymore shut the fuck up and then now it's like girl dinner boy dinner literally girl thought boy thought it's like we're actually regressing in such a gigantic way (laughs) it is is so okay it is actually so crazy like the end point of meme culture and also like meme reporting like sort of like journalists being like winky about a meme the end point of it is literally someone a man by the way in the pages of the new york times literally being like what do women even think about (laughs) like we have fully circled back to just being like actually stupid and conservative and politically conservative i mean we do have to i think if we're being journalists if we're if we're truly seeking truth i think we need to address our role in it as well because you know we host a podcast about you know what is straight versus what What do gay gay people do what do gay straight, straight people do of course well, of course, and, my and that has our, actually led us to uh, like cre- enforcing binaries in a way that many yeah. would call toxic. Um, not our fans, right. of course. No, um, they would call it intelligent, highly. So, yeah. But and I even, mean, yes, we have, mm-hmm. and even we have to address like we are. This is our first recording since finishing tour, and like on tour, there were moments when we were literally just like, "Well, women like this, and men like this." Like. <laughs> We were yeah, someone brought it in, in such a hard way. I mean, we talked about this a little bit recently, but someone brought in the topic uh, 
wineries. And Mm -hmm. we very easily and very quickly were like, okay, so let's see. Wineries are girls and breweries are boys. What else? What else? What else? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, we are part of the problem. But but to be clear, this is what I'm talking about in terms of context collapse. You can, you're pressing play, you're pressing play on us. We're talking two comedian identified individuals. We're talking a cheeky podcast cover where we're pretending to be scientists. You know, it's, you know what you're getting. When I open the New York Times, if they're not reporting on the war in Ukraine, I'm calling the police. <laughs> who I don't support, by the way. Who I don't support, okay. by the way. But that's what I'm saying. They're making me conservative. They're making me politically conservative <laughs> by reporting on memes poorly in the art section. Yeah, I, I'm all in. I I mean, as soon as you re- pull out the words context collapse, I'm like, here he goes. Ring the alarm. You know, honestly, ring the context collapse alarm. And if there was a context collapse alarm, I would be ringing it so much that it would be broken. And I would have to buy a new one at Amazon. And guess what? Then I would be politically conservative again because I'd be supporting Jeff Bezos. Oh, well, um, I want to share something um, quickly. Okay. Which is that today I finally finished watching Seinfeld. Wow. Yeah, I'm done. Should we bring in our guest to respond? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Okay, great. All right. Please put your hands together for Demia Dijewigbe, everybody. Hello. How's it going? Great. I've never seen Seinfeld. Wow. See, I was just like you maybe one year ago. And can I say something? I also haven't seen. Well, I I once tried to start watching it and I was just like not in the right mood. And also here's the thing with me on Seinfeld. And I've said this before. I start Seinfeld. I just get a craving for Curb. And I go and watch Curb. <laughs> Fair. Demi, what's been holding you back from the Seinfeld uh, consumption? I think I'm bad at watching any TV show that isn't currently going on because then I'm like, well, if I'm watching something, if I'm using my time for Seinfeld, then there's going to be something that everyone's watching and there's a conversation happening there that I'm missing out on. Mm. I'm, I got to catch up on a 30-year-old conversation that has been like totally. turned into a million other TV shows. And also, I'm just like, well, I'm just sitting on my couch alone being like, huh? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I, it just feels a little like I got to really make the time for it. And why Seinfeld over anything else? This huh. is something I go back and forth on. Like, are you someone that really values being part of a current conversation? Absolutely. Yeah. I'll watch trash just because I'm like, oh, well, everyone's watching. It. Yeah. Yeah. I actually I, I do this a lot. And actually, I think Misha gets mad at me. My boyfriend, he like hates when I'm like like that. I only want to watch stuff because everyone's talking about it. And I'm like, but why else would you want to watch something? Yeah, I think it's it's very communal. It's like when a really shitty movie comes out and you know all your friends are going. And you're like, okay, I'll go opening night. Whatever. Totally. <laughs> Now you've well, seen exactly. all of the Marvel movies. It's also important to go opening night because then you are poisoned with what other people are saying and Correct. you can't actually form your own opinion. Yeah, yeah, true. When there's like a big, actually, when I have like a like a notable event, I'm like, okay, I have to see the, the movie that everyone's talking about before I go to the event. Because if I don't <laughs> see the movie, I will be left out of countless conversations, which actually that thought is very Seinfeldian. <laughs> that. <laughs> I wouldn't know. We wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't know. All I know is that I often have moments of being like George Costanza, according to Sam. And so that is my way in to the Seinfeld universe. I mean, to be the one person on the the call who mm-hmm. has 
the Seinfeld knowledge is actually crazy because for all of my life, I've been the person who was like, yeah, I have no idea. I guess I just am different. Yeah, and totally. <laughs> so now I'm like, I feel mainstream. I feel middle-aged. I feel like I work in corporate America in Ohio and it makes me feel like I've lost all of my edge. Um, God, I feel like you just, sound powerful. Yeah, really? I think you sound powerful too. Also, I want to know what is your review of Seinfeld in one sentence? <laughs> this good. show is so damn good. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have got to check it out. I mean, start. Let's literally start the conversation now because this. No one's talking about this show. It's who great. is your MVP? Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> I mean, George Costanza. I am beyond obsessed with. I. Mm-hmm. I think the best thing I've ever seen. I mean, and obviously Julie Louis-Dreyfus. I mean, Jerry Seinfeld himself, um, you know, to use the language of the current day, they ate him the fuck up. It's really like, damn, they are wiping the floor with this man, these other performers. Um, it's so incredible to be the worst, not the worst part, I don't want to put that, but to be the least compelling part of a show that is about yourself that you are the star of and that is shaped around clips of your own stand-up comedy i feel like that happens so much though where it's like a, yeah. a show is sold around like hey it's this person then everyone's like we love the roommates <laughs> totally totally <laughs> yeah that's new girl it's new girl yeah which yeah, I've literally a new girl. Oh well, oh, you guess what? I have. <laughs> okay, you, you guys are against girl. me. I'm feeling so <laughs> alternative this episode. Well, new girl is a great example because the guys are also sort of annoying, but then everyone's like, "Fuck her! She has bangs. Who does she think she is?" Yeah, there's like, ah, she's too quirky. <laughs> yeah, lady, lady. It's like, well, once maybe, but huh. yeah. Anyway, TV is so good. TV so true. is so, so good, true. except when. Mm. I'll say it. It's bad. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. If you're going to count the bad ones, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's tough. Because when there's good TV, I'm like, I'm smiling. I'm laughing. Sometimes I'm even crying. But when there's bad TV, I'm, I'm feeling nothing except potentially anger. Mm-hmm. When it's bad TV, I'm logging on and being like, this show sucks. And then I'm like, what? Season two? How? I guess I'll continue watching it all. Demi, yeah. have you ever, does your, have you ever opted out of the conversation for something that was so bad and if so what was the thing i honestly no and that's the problem (laughs) i i i will opt out like way too late or i'll just be like i'm on season nine of how i met your mother just because i started it and i i have to finish it Mm -hmm. if i if i ever opt out of a show i'll opt out of the conversation where it's like i watched orange is the new black for so long and then just was like I think a season just came around and I just didn't watch it. And then it's like, well, I can't, I can't then now be like, all right, I'll still see what they're saying. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I think my problem is when I start a season of a show, I will finish it. Mm. That's a tough, you know, you, you are, you have good follow through, but sometimes it's a curse as well as a yeah. blessing. It goes on my to-do list. It starts to feel like, well, I, I got to answer my emails and I have to finish this show. And I, I know that's not how it's supposed to be, but. What are you gonna do? Hey, you're in the you're in the biz. It's work. Oh, oh, it's tax deductible. Taxes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Every I get paid by the hour when I watch TV. Oh, when I research, when I log something on Letterboxd, that's my savings account. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm telling everybody. It's like, oh, well, I ate a pizza, and you can see that in the Letterboxd post. So that's going on the yeah on the taxes. Um. I had to bail on Emily in Paris. It was pissing me off so much. I couldn't like, even though everyone talks about it and everyone makes stupid memes about it, I had to get out of there. It was whereas I'm brain still run. watching. 
the thing is, like with Emily in Paris, it's everyone that talks about it and loves it hates it. It's and it's just like. I, I, I couldn't start it because I was like, I see what's happening here, and I think I would just make me upset. Demi, I'm telling you, you have to watch the oh. show. <laughs> no, no, I do not. No, I do not. I can't do it. I'm good. Okay, did you watch and Just Like That? That's what I was about to bring up, too. I watched the first episode and was so mad. Yeah. Oh, wow. At the time, was dating someone who was just like, oh, you you don't get it. You didn't like love the original show. And I was like, I did. I liked the original show totally. just fine. And so I was like, I'll stick around and see this. And then just genuinely was like, this sucks. This really isn't fun. And by the end of it, she was just kind of like, yeah, okay, I don't think I'm going to watch any more episodes of that. But yeah. <laughs> you know what I think it is, is I, I sort of with Emily in Paris and with Just Like That, I actually really can watch them because I because they are just bad. I think what I struggle with is things that are medium where I, I get so frustrated when I'm like, this is just someone going through the motions of making prestige TV, but it yes. does not like add up to more than the sum of its parts. And I can't even have fun with it. Like when there's like potential. Exactly. Like, you, exactly. You, you, you could have tried and done something here. Exactly. And so that is why I don't even, I'm sure there are shows that would be good. Like for instance, I bet you, I, if I were to watch yellow jackets, I'd probably like it. But that rang my alarms where I was like, I something about this. It's probably not as good as the actual good shows, and but it's right. not as bad as the bad shows. And I can't even like invest in this. That's a great Just example. Like, Showtime, yeah. exactly. Well, yes, that's which is a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah, I I don't, you know. I don't want to yuck anyone's yum, but Yellow Jackets is so flop. People are going to be so <laughs> mad at me. People are going to hate me for saying this, but I'm like, I literally feel gaslit by all of the internet for people being like, I can't wait to see what happens. And it's like, I can, I don't need to know. Yeah. This, well, there I'm should constantly. be, there should be consultants that go into middle brow shows and either make them good or make them bad. Like, yes. I think everything should either be good or bad and there should be no middle class in terms I feel of quality. Like there are consultants that do that. They're just execs, and sometimes True. they are ignored. And but don't you think, though, that execs... I think make, they bring it to the middle. Exactly. Their job, make, that is the yeah. thing. I think execs' job is to bring it to the middle. They take something that's genius and, like, defang it, and they take something that's bad, and, you know, okay, they'll, like, they'll add a few little things here and there just to make it arable. Whereas I think right. we actually need the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I also, you have to remember that, like, because there's so much hype around certain shows, and I'm just like, whoa, people really love this. And I'm just like, I don't know how old anyone is online. That might, that's part of it, right? Yeah, yes, that's definitely that. part of it. I do think often the hype is teenagers and even yeah. preteens. And I also think, I just think we underestimate how much people know one another, and it's often literally people supporting their own friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, speaking of context collapse, I think... This is okay. Ready for this big idea? We need the only context I actually want on the internet is age. I think when I'm on <laughs> Instagram, I should be shown people five years older and five years younger, and that's it. And when I'm on oh, Twitter, yeah. I want five years older, five years younger, that's it. I want to see what other opinions this person has. Like when someone's like mean to me or something, I'm always just like, I don't care if you like me. I need I need like references of what your taste is to know if this should hurt my feelings or not. Because if they're like, hey, man, I think you're a fucking idiot. And it's like some of my other favorite shows are fucking like I'm really loving Foundation on Apple Plus. I'm like, no one's watching. I don't I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't care totally. about your taste. Yeah. Who are you? The government should rank rank everyone's taste level so we yeah, can know. Absolutely. There should be a Rotten Tomatoes for every single person, essentially. Someone who's like, I'm just starting The Office and it's the funniest show <laughs> in the good. world. I'm like, I don't. 
That's fine. I don't need your opinion on me. <laughs> well, I did. Yeah, just you're watch so that right, film. Sam. The funniest show in the world. Yeah, go ahead. There should be like a sort of clout score for ta- for someone's taste level. Yeah. Or even, yeah. you know what it is? It's like, because I don't want it to be, obviously these things are subjective. So it's not necessarily like from zero to a hundred, but it's more of like a, a Myers-Briggs personality type, <laughs> but for taste. Yeah. <laughs> We're just recreating astrology now. It's like, right. oh, okay, well this person's this type of person. Totally. I don't care what any of you You know what think. though? I actually think, okay, so astrology, Myers-Briggs, all that is like personality. I actually think it would be more useful and potentially more doable to have something like that for taste level, because that is more objective and actually yeah. you wouldn't lie like when i take a myers-briggs test you better believe i'm lying for every question oh yeah <laughs> i'm a leader yeah, yeah okay <laughs> literally i'm like i am really i have a great work ethic my <laughs> friends can absolutely depend on me yeah exactly <laughs> damn you're really pointing to something those tests i always feel i need someone else i need an outside person to tell me what i am at all times because if yeah. if, if i'm taking a test i'm like yeah i don't I don't know. I want to be this. How how yeah. much am I being aspirational when I do this? Exactly. And also it's like all of that literally hinges on people having self-knowledge, which guess what? Famously no one does. Yeah, that's why we're <laughs> taking tests. Yeah, that's True. why we're all taking Yeah, by the way, if you're trying to take a test to figure out who you are, you should not be trusted with answering questions right. about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Damn. Damn. We're really getting to something here. <laughs> we're I, <laughs> You know, we want to break down walls. We want to break down um, boxes. But at the same time, we want everyone to have a government issued score. <laughs> and We're getting conservative again. Yeah. It's tough. We can't decide if we want to be completely free and anarchist or completely Republican. I know um, it's true. I mean, I, I struggle also with government mandated because on the one hand, <laughs> of course, I would want it to be public sector. I mean, I don't want a private I don't want, you know, Warner Media in charge of everyone's taste level scores. But no, then do I want they're going to so, gas it up. They're going to gas yeah, it up and then do like, I want everybody you know? loves Barbie. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Everybody loves Barbie. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um <laughs> but then do I want, you know, Pete Buttigieg in charge? No. Not quite. Oh, there needs tough. to be a third thing. You know how the, you know, public sector, private sector, we need a third thing. Church. That is, church <laughs> and, it, and it goes back to my point that i always bring up that you know we lost religion and didn't replace it with anything else and that is why we're suffering we need yeah, we religious need leaders new religions we just need yes. new religions we need new religions yeah, yeah. ones yeah. that aren't about like what happens after you die it's just like here's how you should be right now and totally. the reason why is we'll tell you later <laughs> damn damn I, i'm relaxed just thinking about it i mean right god the way that i need something to do every sunday morning cannot be overstated <laughs> <laughs> wow that's true like imagine if you just knew that every sunday you woke up and went to a place of congregation yeah i mean they like really denny's they, yeah exactly they really did you know fumble the bag by not making church really fun because no. they, they could have easily made it fun and then we would have all like yeah that's a perfect time to go hang out with everyone in your squad they fucked it up by going all right now after all the songs and stuff i'll tell you a story it's like we'll just skip this part just sort of be like pretty fun to be here right all right i'll see y'all later i don't need a a lesson yeah drinks are in the fridge help yourself to whatever the the church is open for the next six hours (laughs) and i'm not looking (laughs) (laughs) that would be incredible and please give it up for haim 
Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are both dealing with such different issues in our day-to-day lives. You have a full-time job in Los Angeles. You've had to uproot your home. You've had to, you have to figure out work-life balance. Meanwhile, I am a freelancer in New York City. How do I fit it all in one day? How do I create my own schedule? What am I, some boss lady in a film? You know, it's so hard. You have to be boss and employee. But you know what? We can't keep these things bottled up. You know, we need to let them out. That's right. People all carry around different stressors, both big and small. And when you bottle them up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I'll tell you something. Therapy in the past for me has been just a place where once a week I can tell someone what I'm thinking of in a safe and enclosed space where no one can enter and ask me to send an email because it is my time and it is my time for therapy. And everyone deserves that in all across this great nation. Yeah. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and hey, suited for your schedule. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Stradio today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Stradio. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Should we do our first segment? I think that's a great idea. Um, Demi, our first segment is called Straight Shooters. And in this mm-hmm. segment, we ask our guests a series of rapid fire questions. There's basically this thing or this other thing. And it is to gauge your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture. The great. only rule is you can't ask a single follow up question or we will fucking quit podcasting forever. And. Like our hundreds of millions of fans will uh, point to you uh, as the person as the who reason. stop. <laughs> and, and, you know, you're going to you're going to feel confused as soon as the questions start. And we want you to sit with that. Can I? I hear oh, a question. Coming. That sounds like a question. Oh, no. OK. All right. Wow. Demi. It's begun. All right. No, I'm ready. Hey, I'm ready. Demi. Resorting to cliche or cavorting on Saint-Tropez? Mm. Uh, cavorting on Saint-Tropez. Okay, Demi. Life and Beth or Shaun of the Dead? Uh, Shaun of the Dead. Okay. Fuckboy Island or Gay Guy Friday? <laughs> uh, I don't even know what Gay Guy Friday is. I gotta go Fuckboy Island. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Believing in Kismet or being called Cishet? 
Believing in kismet. That was a good one, Sam. Okay. Thank you. Losing my religion by REM or renovating my kitchen in a neutral creme? (laughs) Renovate my kitchen in a neutral creme. You got to go creme. Those tones. Oh, yeah. Okay. Polyamory or Polly Pocket? (laughs) Polly Pocket. Mm -hmm. Okay. And finally, needing some ice from the kitchen or reading Inherent Vice by Thomas Pynchon? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, needing some ice from the kitchen. Okay. And jumping off a cliff or hopping in a lift? I'm hopping that lift, baby. Wow. All right. You gotta. You gotta. Well, Demi, we rank every guest performance on a scale of zero to 1,000 doves. I have to say, I feel like that was a very good performance. What do you think, Sam? I thought that was incredible. Yeah. Um, I would go 922 doves. I agree. Wow. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. How did that feel for you, Demi? That was very stressful, um, and there were times where I saw my life flash before my eyes. I was just like, "I there's one I should pick, mm-hmm. and then there's one that is the real me. Of course. And sometimes mm-hmm. I just you know, close my eyes and let God take the wheel. Yeah. Well, that's so. sort of basically how I feel like people should do this game. I mean, this, is, this game, or the, this segment rather, is essentially a way to dom our guests. We are yes. not giving you the rules, and we're not even letting you be the funny one, because we're the ones reading little things that we wrote right there is literally no way to <laughs> there's no way to come out on top it's kind of like an enneagram it's like yeah. a, a myers-briggs except i don't know what I, it i've done yeah wait <laughs> it is actually sort of a myers-briggs you're absolutely right yeah damn they should put this in they things. should put this in books in books you guys should start a church i would we love to. i would love to start a church Oh, well, never. Well, you said that, and you, you have to re- be reluctant to start the church. Oh, I hate when you chosen. Willy Wonka us. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> I hate when I have to return it in order to get it. Um, <laughs> well, should we get into the topic? I think there's no reason not to. Demi, what topic have you brought for us today? Today, I brought to you the straight topic of crosswords. And what about that feels straight to you? Crosswords, I think, are inherently a conservative thing. And I also think if we're going to get really into it, I think puzzles as a whole are very conservative. I mm-hmm. think they present the idea of a puzzle but there is, or of a, of a thing to be solved, but there is one answer. It's very rigid. It's presented in an artful way that makes you think like, ah, oh, I'm engaging my brain. But it's like, no, there's, there's little hints as to a culture over here, but really there is one answer. There is a right answer. If you are wrong, uh, you can, you only respect it if you do it in pen. You can't, there's no like fluidity to it. It's just very, here's the right thing. And there is no other. It's not even a binary thing. It's a, it's a single concept, but at the same, uh, and honestly, that is sometimes very comforting to me to just be like, I don't have to figure this out. There is a right answer. I don't know what the capital of Yemen is, but if I answer these other three, it'll tell me. It's I'm like about math. to find out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, the educational element, it's sort of, um, you know, toxic productivity culture where mm-hmm. it's like there's always something about like, I'm going to be learning. I, I have this theory <laughs> that I think straight people are always wanting to win the next argument. And like in their free, like that's why like history yes. podcasts are like straight coded. So it's like so that I can like spew this stuff and I'll never be wrong again. Oh, um, fully. And I, I think across I like learned the capital of a place. I'm I'm thinking about the next time I can tell a story and just name drop the city and just be like, don't ask any follow up questions. Totally. Like, I will not have yes. anything else to say besides this city does exist. 
also this obsession with um, basically collecting trivia points. It's yeah. it's almost it's like a way to boost your own self worth to be like, well, I know fifteen more facts than you do. That's right. And therefore, my vote should matter more. And then you win. <laughs> yeah. Do you think the government should give two votes to people who are good at crosswords? No, because that's a that's a very tr- that's a very slippery slope. Only because I think you got to define good good at crosswords as who can complete what day because i think Mm. once you get past the wednesdays it's like all right that's actually difficult but some people can do a wednesday on a on a on a good day and some people can be like oh i'm gonna google the answers to these i met someone once who was just like oh when you don't know the answer to a a crossword puzzle you just google it because that's how you learn and i was like okay that feels like not the point though so what right. are we because then how do you know, prove to yourself that you're a genius if you're googling if you're that's one of the darker things i've ever heard yeah i didn't like it i don't talk to that person no more yeah um, you got to cut them out of your life they're toxic you have to they're very toxic <laughs> and i i don't believe anything they say because i'm just like well oh did you google that shannon is that where that came from <laughs> you didn't know it you just googled it what is your relationship with crosswords do you participate i do one every day of my life uh yeah. I have many books of crosswords oh, and wow. I will go to a coffee shop with one and sit in the corner silently and do one or two and then leave and then be like, wait a minute, was that weird? Does everyone at this coffee shop think, why is this guy here every day and he doesn't really talk to us? Why is he coming here at all? He could do this anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and it's because I got to get that brain big. Yeah. My entire life I have been surrounded by crossword people. And mm-hmm. I have never committed enough to figuring out how to be one myself. So every time I attempt it, you know, by design, at first you feel stupid because it, you have to understand the rules, the recurring yeah. themes. There are sort of like little shortcuts that you learn. And I've just never learned any of those. So every time I try, like it makes me once again, it proves to myself how stupid I am. Sure. <laughs> it's a very... It is something so rigid, but still very like there are rules to it, but it's very exclusionary. It's very yes. like you try to do it and then you're like, oh, the person who wrote this is like getting clever with the clues. Exactly. And they, like exactly. that's the art of it. Like making the crossword puzzle is the thing that is like, this is fun. And then it's like, well, now someone else is just going like, oh, I did it. It's like kind of when you like bake a cake and it's like, oh, you've made this personal thing. You've made like you put your flair in it and then eating it. There's no talent in eating it. It's just you. Right. You're done. Yeah, it's also like an architect designing a building with like a billion trap doors and yeah. like some beautiful but very not user-friendly exterior. And he's like, mm-hmm. wow, look at this. I'm so talented. And you're like, okay, well, how do I get to conference room C? <laughs> yeah, it's like the, have you ever been to the upside down Ripley's, believe it or not, house in sure. like Orlando? <laughs> yeah. No, that. I've never that's been. What a, that's a crossword puzzle. It's just, it looks like, I think, like a Greek building, but if it were built upside down, it's supposed mm-hmm. to be like, oh, pretty kooky. But then you go inside and you're like, oh, it's just regular. Oh, so, now that I don't like. I don't like it at all. That Piss better, me off. It better be upside down when I get inside. I should have to <laughs> climb to go pee. I would, I would, I'm begging you. Let yeah. me climb to go pee. That's Strap what makes you special. <laughs> yeah. I thought an earthquake happened the first time I saw it. I was like, that's crazy. We got to go see that. And then. I walk inside and I'm like, oh, this is disappointing. Damn. This sucks. I'm 12 and this is the worst day of my life. <laughs> yeah, I hate seriously. that. And when you're 12 and you have the worst day of your life, it hits harder. Because yeah. now you have the worst day of your life and you're like, sure. that's It's yeah. called Tuesday, sweetheart. <laughs> well, I've, I've, had a, I've had enough of these. <laughs> yeah. Um. Wow. I 
Demi, you describing going to a coffee shop and like having a coffee and doing your little crossword actually sounds so nice in a way that is I'm finally understanding the appeal of a crossword. Like right. that to me is like it's better than reading a book. <laughs> yeah, no, I a little less focus. Uh-huh. And like, there's a there's an end point. You are done with a crossword. And you're like, okay, well, time to go. Right. There's no yeah. I'll stop in the middle of this chapter. Well, it's also, it is actually, I'm now realizing such a big part of the appeal probably is just the morning routine quality of it, having something to do in the morning, which I'm, I'm like, okay, what is, I guess my only thing really is sort of like reading. My only thing is reading the new, like I'll read like a morning newsletter, but that's not enough. It doesn't make you feel accomplished. You're like, okay, great. I read like three paragraphs. There also just is a sense of play in a crossword there is a puzzle sense of play. It's that true, it's I true. I do wish more of my life had. You know, sure. Of you course, gotta, you got to put it in there though. It's very old man coded, I think. It's very it's old a sense man of coded. play, but it's not really that playful or whimsical. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's just something that makes you, it tricks you into thinking like, "Wow, what fun we're having!" But then it's like, "Well, you sat and you solved a square." Totally. So well, it's old man, and then it's also NPR tote like brunch liberal who goes to live recordings of wait wait don't tell me oh yes yeah i mean you are it is a i think one of the straighter elements of it is the fetishization of being old (laughs) do you know yes and also it's very like um it's very someone saying uh because science oh (laughs) damn you're you're being mean don't you think (laughs) yeah Yeah. there's something Uh, about it Like there is just something that's very like it's very like fetishizing, essentially fetishizing like intelligence. Yes, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I fully agree. And I I do think it's that kind of thing where I don't think I'd I think if I ever met the people who edit the crossword puzzles, I would be a little like, you're not that interesting. You're not that funny. This is all. You just have knowledge that you talk. Can I tell you then... something? I actually know someone who uh, who does a lot of crossword stuff for the New Yorker. Wow, Will Shorts. It's Will Shorts. One of the smartest, and she actually is very smart in real life. And I'm like, damn. Oh, that's not fun. So you're huh. like the real deal, and you're not faking it. I so where does that leave me? <laughs> <laughs> when people are the real deal, that can actually be extremely disappointing. Told, because, yeah, wait, Sam, that is so true. <laughs> yeah. Because no, I actually, like, oh no, I'm actually just not good enough to be yeah. <laughs> good at this. I actually remember meeting this person. I mean, I've now known her for a few years. I remember meeting her. She's just like, you know, this sort of like wonderkind, like has been really smart from a young age and like went to, you know, grad school Hater. and is really like beautiful <laughs> and young and also smart and also. Th- Love and I'm, her. Like, I'm like, OK, wait, <laughs> what? Yeah. You changed Demi's. Demi really didn't like her at first. And then by the end, he really did. like. No, her. I was like, wait, you said so- beautiful. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah she's actually changed. stunning randomly. And I'm like, wait a minute. So what? So you can just not everyone is faking it. Basically, that's what it is. Like we're so I think so many people in our lives, especially in entertainment, are complete frauds. And then you meet someone (laughs) that actually is not faking it. And you're like, wait, I didn't know that was allowed. I thought they executed you anytime you had substance in this town. It's like, well, is is there something that is off? Like what's wrong with you? Yeah, there's got to be something wrong. Yeah, I, I describe it as like. Like when you're playing an RPG and you max out all the sliders, and I'm just like, well, no, but because you don't have that much XP, so which one is off? Which one's down? Is <laughs> totally, your agility yes. really low? <laughs> yeah. Can you not run? <laughs> Something's up. You sacrifice yeah. something to get to where you are. Okay, I have an idea, which is in the same way that you should be able to see everyone's taste level and age, you should also be able to see like their one flaw, like their deadly yeah. flaw. 
Okay, everyone share your one deadly flaw. Go. Uh, can't. Um, oh, mine is that I'm just such a perfectionist. I was going to say too tall, and then I was like, that's not true. <laughs> I lie all the time. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one, actually. Well, that, wasn't, that wasn't real, but also, oh, I guess okay. in, in saying that, it was kind of a lie. So now, where are we? What? Mine? Uh, now, I'm, I'm really legitimately trying to think of what mine would be. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, people pleaser. Mm, people pleaser. That's a good one. That's real. Uh, I would say, I mean, I don't want to say work ethic because there are times in my life where I work very hard, but I think there are the times when I don't are so toxic, like the times when I just am overcome by a a certain type of laziness are so bad that I do think it really impacts my life, even though there can be months at a time when I'm like being really, you know, productive or whatever. I think that is a big reason I've gotten so into crosswords lately is just because I like me going to the coffee shop and doing a crossword is like my job through the strike of just being like, I need to get the fuck out of my house and like have yeah. something that feels like work. So that now it's like, well, if I want to go to sleep, I have to make the trek home. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, I, I'm so I'm yeah. motivated. So, okay. As someone who is not good at crosswords and has never quite cracked it. I have this very toxic defensive thing where I'm like, and I know this is me being defensive and me wanting to not admit that I just am not good at something. But here's my defensive thing is I'm like, well, those people just don't want to read books. (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) Like I'm literally like, well, literature is actually challenging your brain. And it's also like you're in these more in this more nuanced uh, brain space of where something is neither is not always right or wrong. And you have to actually like, you know, uh, contend with your own morality and your own views and relate to different kinds of characters and blah, blah. And these people just want easy answers. You are not wrong. I I think a lot of it also is I want to feel engaged and like, like I'm doing something. It's like, I need interactive something or else I just wake up and like watch a movie. But when I watch a movie, totally. sometimes I'm just sitting there like the fuck, what? I don't want to sit here and just figure this out. So it's like, I got to do something that it's like, well, I'm part of this. Yeah, exactly. Not to be like really, really annoying, like 30 something millennial, but it is like not not to be like adult coloring book, but there really is something to like holding a pen and marking on paper that I'm like, I'm using both hands. Like I'm like, I'm actually engaged in a physical way in a more so than like reading a book. Like I'm like, I I do just want to be able to make the little marks that that does a lot for me. More so than just doing one on my phone. There's something about it being very physical. Like there are times where someone comes into the coffee shop and it's just like, what's the Wi-Fi? And they're like, oh, we don't have Wi-Fi here. In my head, I'm just like, you guys, you still need Wi-Fi. I'm out here just enjoying life. I'm off the grid. My phone's face down three inches in front of me, but I'm off the grid. Yeah. That is another part of it. You're right. Is that it's almost like there's this sort of analog vintage vinyl feelings about it like you're like you're part of this rich cultural heritage (laughs) i think it's like the the like 30 something version of like the typewriter like a typewriter obsession oh yeah um you know what i want to that when a coffee shop doesn't clearly state what their wi-fi is (laughs) i get so upset because it's like you know people want that just post it don't make me ask don't make me feel stupid yeah, don't be upset that I asked too. Like it's like oh, so annoying. I'm like, there's an easy fix, a very easy it. fix. Write it on a piece of paper. It is wild, and I'm like, that's this is what coffee shops are for. People bring their computers and use them. It's okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> right. Yes. This idea that it should be some sort of intellectual salon. You're like, no. <laughs> if anyone came up to me in a coffee shop and just wanted to start a conversation, I, I think I would also then call the cops. I just be like, <laughs> what, what are you fucking trying to get from me? Like, I won't tell you my social. Go a lot ahead. of things today are making us want to call the cops. We should all <laughs> look inward about that. Yeah. Yeah. No. When no my time. apartment is too hot, I'm ready to call the cops. Um, no. When I think a crime might happen, maybe. <laughs> well. Well, you, well, you got use it. your own mind to f- uh, draw that conclusion. You know what's happening there. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's... Okay. So, wait. I also want to sort of touch a little bit on the, I would say like sort of crossword industrial complex, which to me encapsulates like the New York Times games and Wordle mm-hmm. and like the new one that everyone I know is playing called Connections. And um, Connections. I I do Spelling Bee sometimes. That's the only one I do. But it's like, it's really this like adult obsession with basically word games, individual yes. word games. <sighs> you know what I think is behind this is the feeling of everyone wanting to be engaged in games that you know everyone is playing but also wanting to feel mature about it so it's like oh i can't do zelda or i can't do any of these things that it feels like but that's a kid's thing i'm gonna do this thing that is mm-hmm. it's based on words it's like about language and therefore it's me like people will call them like like they'll say brain games a lot and i'm like mm, is it I don't, are we really totally. like learning anything or like flexing a muscle or making ourselves smarter? I think it's just like, no, we just like the idea of phrasing it that way because it makes us feel smarter and less immature, which is fine. I do feel about all of these games the same way that I feel about like the Real Housewives franchise, where it's like, now I've gone so long without them and everyone like knows all the nuances that I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to miss out on it. Like, I'm, yeah, any new thing that comes out, people tweet about it for, four months and then move on to the next one and I'm just going to miss all of them. Totally. There is actually a way in which, so I'm thinking of something like Wordle where, you know, you share your score online and it's like these uh, green and yellow squares or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, it starts out as you almost wanting to seem intelligent that you're doing something, but then it almost comes full circle where what you're actually tweeting is just like little square, little colored squares. Like you actually seem even dumber than someone who's tweeting like, but first coffee, because yeah. all you're doing is like grunting into the void. And also there, there is, I remember there was a big thing about people being like, oh, if you get it on the first try, that's just luck. That's not impressive. You share it. I don't care. When you get it on the second try, that's when you're actually smart. Yep. And I was like, this is stupid. This is very it's, silly. Just also, like, guess what? You're literally guessing a word. There's no yeah. such thing as smart or stupid. I think people are just like, well, because you get all the information on the first one, and then if you get it on the second one, that's yeah. just because you are a good logician or whatever. I'm like, all right, you're not really. Children do this, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're really good. And they're really good at it. Well, they have all that free time. Yeah. Schools need to be longer. Oh, I'm always saying this. <laughs> they need to be 24 hours long. Now that we're out of them, I think they should double them up. Start earlier and later. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Get them up at 5, get them out at 7 <laughs> p.m., of course. No recess. No recess. No recess, no lunch. No lunch, no. no nap time, no recess. And no classes. In fact, just use those sewing machines and make us new shirts. I was literally yeah. <laughs> literally was about to say, use those sewing machines. You can sing songs if you want, but don't make them too loud or Javert is going to come in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they better be classics, nice. from the, classics from the American Songbook. I don't want to hear any new, <laughs> any new age songs going on over there. 
This is part of the religion now. Though. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, they better be Christian songs. <laughs> Hymns only. Hymns only. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I. But to be fair, I do. Yeah. It's. It's tough because when I do play a Zelda, I am like, okay, this is for babies. Like I do enjoy it still, but I'm like, I. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm dumbing myself down, even though they're very difficult still. But I'm like, well, this is for babies. Totally. Well, I do think. Again, to go back to my like defensive thing about books, there's a way in which literally like literature is the only thing that is firmly for adults and you can hide behind it and be like, well, the fact that I'm here reading books, as long as they're not YA or genre, which is its own thing, (laughs) I could even not be I can even not be taking in anything I'm reading. But the fact that my face is behind a book, I can firmly be like, well, at least I'm an adult. Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes I don't think I'm an adult because I'll sit and read a book and just be like, the fuck? This is gonna take I know, I don't want to do this totally. I have to find like the specific things that's like, oh, I'll read an Agatha Christie. Gee, totally. Yeah. I'll remove the cover so everyone's just like, ooh, no, what's he reading? When you're reading a book and then suddenly it actually does get difficult, you're like, what? <laughs> oh <laughs> my God. Is this how I'm supposed to feel all the time? Like when I say I want to be challenged, but I'm lying, this is what I'm like allegedly saying I want? I'm always so it it's so embarrassing, but I'm genuinely always so impressed when I know someone who's just constantly reading. I'm just like, now that's a that's a man right there. Totally, that's a grown ass person. Yeah, I <laughs> okay. Ready for my meme? Okay, follow this meme. It's the hotline bling um meme, and the one <laughs> the first one he's saying no, and and, and it's um starting a book. The second uh-huh. one, he's saying yes, and he's finishing the book. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> because when I start a book, it's almost like starting to go for a long run or something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's no way. Like, I, I, there, like, look how long this is. I, there's already four characters. I've never met them before. When and- a new character is introduced <laughs> and you're like, I don't have the capacity for that. I don't know who Ezra is and I never will. I'm like, should I, should I draw what they look like so that I can keep track of them i need a okay. picture book it's or funny you say that i feel like when we were all young we did ha- like i remember especially being i don't know maybe like a preteen teenager i would like cast actors as i was reading the books mm-hmm. and like i felt like i was using my imagination now i'll read like she had blonde hair and immediately forget it i'm like no she's just a blob if i put a book down and pick it up like even a day later and there's like lieutenant whatever i'm like who the fuck is this yeah. guy it's like he's yeah. the second character we met <laughs> yeah I wish every book needs a first like this book is about this. This is <laughs> You need the playbill at the front with like yes. drawings of them. <laughs> yeah, that would be so helpful. I mean, and don't even get me started on when a book has a map up top. I'm like, do, <laughs> do I like, have no. to Absolutely no. I will probably do you like, like Family the book. Tree. <laughs> uh, I, I like, like Family Tree because it's got family tree. Yeah. I don't it like be map because that's them going these thousand pages are going to cover a new world and i'm like right. i don't have time for this i haven't figured no. out where i live exactly i barely know <laughs> I how to get to the grocery store yeah i mean i haven't known my parents address for the last decade like and now i'm supposed to know where the mount mountains of morier are like I, come on <laughs> but yeah one day i will learn my parents address Every time I finish a book, though, it does like I'll bring it up in conversation as if to signal that I'm reading a book. And that's nice. 
Just being like, that just is finding really a nice. way to mention this book that I finished reading six months ago. Oh my god! And that real sweet spot when you mention it on your podcast. Oh, mm. the way the way that I finish a book and I'm like, oh, well, of course I have to mention the book I'm reading. Yeah, you and got it. Like, wow, you gotta. I literally have a new like stand up joke about a book I read, and I'm like, this is gonna be good for me. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you're trying to get on. Um, wait, wait, don't tell me. <laughs> oh yeah, get me, get me in there. I'm ready to play. As soon some as games. a comedian, as soon as a comedian reads a book, they get an email from Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me that's like, we're doing a show in Philly. Talk about the Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me industrial complex. I, it really feels like you're signing up for the Marines when you do one of those shows. And by the mm. way, I am so available, and I <laughs> want to do one. I've done it a few times before. You've done it a few oh, times. Oh, so you're signed up. I've done. So uh, I'm signed up. up. They haven't asked me in a while, so I'm like, oh, they know I'm not reading and don't. Yeah, they found out you're only doing crossword puzzles. Should be my way back in, I would think. But Yes, like, that's well, very no. true. That's very true. You that's can sit in point. the audience. Yeah. Uh, um, wow. wow. Well, I mean, sheesh. I'm like... I actually do feel like, unfortunately, we have fully covered. Yeah, crossword we've puzzles. covered so much. Demi, yeah, any very final dense. thoughts on crossword puzzles, on puzzles in general? Um, I I love puzzles. I will say, everyone I know who does puzzles like religiously is very gay. So I think they're going to be mad at me for coming on here and being like, puzzles are straight. Totally. <laughs> yeah. No, there is something away. about it. I mean, with all this stuff, with a lot of like, for lack of a better word, nerdy stuff, it's like. We're talking like video games, Dungeons and Dragons, fantasy novels, whatever. Yeah. It's almost like at first glance, they seem straight because you imagine like a nerdy guy. But then everyone who's actually into them is like polyamorous and LGBTQ plus. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you got to yeah. do something while while your yeah. husband's off uh, having their own adventure. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Damn. That is true. That's a good way to refer to your husband going to hook up with someone else. <laughs> well, he's off on one of his little adventures. Oh, he's doing a side quest if you don't. <laughs> he, he, he's at Mount Mordor. <laughs> he's he's trying to mount Mordor. <laughs> he's trying to mount Mordor. Wow, he's never been this far from the Shire before. <laughs> wow. Um, huh. I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, when you said crossword puzzles, I, of course, thought, well, that sounds pretty LGBTQ plus to me. But I said, you know, this is not my place because I am not part of that culture. And so and I can I, just jump in and say they're straight. There you go. I really respect that you decided I'm going to sit down and listen to the straight man. And oh, yeah. Have him tell me what's straight and what's not gay. Yeah. You know, you got to go straight to the source. You got to. It's a we find that to be really helpful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Sam, should we do our final segment? What do you think? I mean, yeah, I guess we could. Um, Demi, our final segment is called Shoutouts. In in the grand straight oral tradition of the radio shoutout, we will shout out to anything that we enjoy. Sort of imagine it's 2001, you're at TRL shouting out to your squad back home, but about mm-hmm. anything that you like. And George, right. this never happens to me. I'm so deeply prepared. Not Damn. like a script or anything, but I have one right. that I have great want to talk about it's all you and i don't know if if i did say this on an old podcast please don't get mad at me because i don't remember anything i say as soon as we hit send on this it leaves my brain this is my journal um okay what's up everyone around the world freaks losers and yes the perverts i want to give a huge shout out to the creed trilogy i watch these movies whenever i'm on a plane and i love it i started these movies and i was like i probably won't like these i've never seen rocky but hey let's hit play and see what happens and every time i'm like damn that was the best movie of my entire life i love these films and when you're on an airplane i feel like you can just be a different person because there are no laws up there and when i'm on an airplane what i am is a creed fan and i love boxing and i loved it my entire life sure i've never seen it when i'm on land but i don't need to because i see it in the sky in luxury in an airplane next to my closest stranger who is also my best friend in the sky i love the creed movies i love michael b jordan and i love boxing sometimes xoxo sam damn sam mine is also inspired by a plane movie really yeah, I mean, literally all the both of us have been doing recently is being on planes, so I guess it makes sense. Yeah, I don't know if you uh, guys know this, but we've actually been on tour. We've actually been on tour, touring the nation, and even Canada. We've been on tour for one month, and you'll be hearing about it for approximately eight months. Yeah, so it was buckle, a tour. Buckle in and press play on Creed 3, because it's going to be a bumpy ride, doll. Okay, all right, all right. Um, what's up, hotties? That's right, I'm Megan the Stallion, and wow. I want to give a shout-out to... I want to give a shout out to the actor Kevin Klein. I just rewatched A Fish Called Wanda on the plane, and also oh, recently yes. I watched In and Out for the first time ever. And we don't have a Kevin Klein anymore. Where is we actually need? They need to create a new Kevin. The people that created, you know, Jacob Elordi and all these people that they're trying to shove down our throats. They need to create a new Kevin Klein because this guy, he is sort of hot in an interesting way. Great physical comedian, but also can go dramatic. Yeah, I've seen The Big Chill. 
He is, he is, he, he can do incredible things with his body. He is so, he can very convincingly play gay in a way that actually doesn't seem like he's mocking gay people, which is rare. He is charming. He is a leading man and a character actor. And he also, by the way, father to one of the, it's a very good sort of Nepo baby that I think is very talented on her own. And I just think he's really incredible and we should bring back Kevin Klein as a as an ideal of an actor and we should award the new Kevin Klein as much as we awarded the old one and that's what I think and thank you and 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 also by the way you know Jamie Lee Curtis she really she really did a good job in A Fish Called Wanda as well and John Cleese I know he's really he sucks now but you know there's something there unfortunately and it pains me to say that but you have to shout it out okay thank you goodbye woo I haven't seen any of those films. I need to get oh on, my God. on a plane you, stat. You literally They're great ha- movies. I mean, Official Call yeah. Wanna is a classic and I had seen that before, but In and Out I've been hearing my about my whole life, but and I had never I had never watched it. Incredible, incredible film. Hmm. Okay, Demi, whenever you are ready, if you have one in mind. All right. Uh yeah. Okay. What up, playgirls and playboys? I just want to thank y'all all so much for tuning in. And I say I got really, I really got to do a shout out to Talking Heads because I've listened to so much of their music lately and have been seeing Stop Making Sense in theaters so many times now. Uh, and it's so fun to wear a big old suit to the theater with a bunch of nerds and start dancing and realize you're just sitting there watching a concert film, but everyone's so excited about it. And then also, I watched True Stories for like the 30th time the other day, and I was like, okay, David Byrne's cooking. I don't know why he only made one movie and then no other movie. And also, I just love how every one of their songs is just kind of going, isn't it so weird that a TV exists? Isn't it so weird that we use lamps? And I'm like, yeah, it is really weird. But it never feels like it's making fun of it. It's just kind of going... Isn't it strange to think about this? To think about how a, what a car is, and I'm like, yeah, but what a what a dancey way to say that. So you know, <laughs> thank you to David Byrne and to his bandmates that apparently he was a real shithead too. But now that they're all older, uh, they've sort of seemed to be over it, and that's also cool too because there's nothing better than a reunion. So thank you for the drama. Woo! Shout out! Woo! That's huge. Yeah. I mean, okay, sh- I need to. You know, they're br- Sam. Have you seen Stop Making Sense? No, I want to go. Let's Me go. Me too. When they bring it you to go. now, it's only playing in like the Lincoln, like Lincoln Center or something. But when they bring it closer to us, I we are going. Okay, love I can't that. Wait. Um, all right, and shout out to Time for it heals all wounds. Yeah, you know? totally. And also, <laughs> I love that all three of our shout outs were film related. We are such film buffs and catch us on Letterboxd. <laughs> big old, big old nerds. Damn. Yeah, I love um, that. Demi, thank you so much for doing the pod. This was such a delight. Yeah, this is really a treat. I'm honored to be on here. I hope I've uh, done a good service in in presenting for the straights. And I think you I absolutely have. When our time comes, we will be spared. Yeah. Well, you know, at some point, they did. Our listeners did tell us don't have any more straight male guests, and so oh. you're the first one we've had in a while. And I think this well, one will actually change their minds for good. Okay. They're like, all right, one was okay. Yeah. But don't let it keep happening. <laughs> Yeah, we we don't even see sexuality. That's what's crazy. No, about us. no, that's so progressive for a podcast about straight culture. Totally. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck. We're bad at our jobs. Oh <laughs> no. Okay, but okay. Thank you for real. Okay, Thanks. and shout okay. out to the federal government. It's been a real motif tonight. Oh, yeah. we love those guys. <laughs> we love yeah. those guys. Thanks. Guys. I can't wait to join the troops and start our yeah. new religion. <laughs> and I hope they get right. more involved in our lives, not less. Mm, okay. Yes. <laughs> bye. Okay, bye.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.